verify recent rumors and media reports and a state sale company without my authorization included some of my trophies in the sale, despite clear instructions to leave personal items untouched. I did not authorize the sale of any of my trophies and I will be taking legal action. Trusting this company without supervision was my mistake. We allowed them to go into several of our storage units with clear instructions. They clearly did something unlawful. I want to emphasize that I am financially, financially stable. It would never sell off my hard earned trophies. And if I was gonna sell them, I know people that I can sell them to. I wouldn't go online and sell my, my, my personal items uh, randomly. So let that sink in. There's Adrian Peterson trying to set the record straight over what went down yesterday. Um, you know, I hope he is financially stable. I hope he's in a good place. I hope he's got some good income and is able to, to handle all of his affairs. Um, hope it it's not to the point where he has to sell some stuff that, that obviously would mean a lot to him. Yeah. But, you know, the real worst part of all of this is I have to see people again out of nowhere call him AP. Huh. I complained about that yesterday during the final hour as well. <laughs> it just annoys me to no end, man. It's not hard. Uh, you know, like how, how many, how many athletes out there or just like really any celebrity, whatever nickname AD, like Anthony Davis, I guess, but he's more known as the brow, you know? Um, AD, all day. Hey, it's not AP, and I don't even know. Not everyone is nicknamed after their initials. It's not that hard. I don't know if it's laziness. I don't know how it started, but it's really, really annoying. Yes, I I can understand the mix-up. I can't. Well. Morons. I guess at this point I can't because how many times do people have to be corrected? For it to uh, for it to continue, I mean, I wish our we're whole talking... state could get on a conference call to everyone else, every other state. Hey, idiots! It's AD, not AP. Get it right. Yeah, we need to. Whoever, I am only voting on the next president based on uh, whether or not they're willing to issue an executive order declaring uh, Adrian Peterson as AD and anyone that re refers to him as AP is thrown in prison for treason. What party okay? are you running for? Uh, it's the AD party. <laughs> well, you have my votes. Yeah, I'm running for the AD party. Let that sink in. Yeah, well, I, I hope that um, I, I hope that this report is, is false. I mean, r regardless, I mean, it's got to be really embarrassing for him to have to go through that or have to issue the video and people talking about it like they were yesterday. It's just that's an incredibly embarrassing thing to go through for for AD because it's immediately right. brought up like, well, he made over a hundred million dollars in his career. How does this happen? Uh -uh. It's unfortunate. Yeah, it's it's not easy. Well, I mean, it's always easy on the outside. But there's a, there's a reason why most people that win the lottery end up broke and in a much worse position than they were before they won the lottery. It's, 
and, and the reasons aren't just one, and you're not just an idiot. You get take, you become a huge target. You you get taken advantage of. Um, you know, there's there's a bunch of people that that try and mooch off of you. You you get lulled into the the and you know this is. You buy every What's single this? streaming service that's out there. That'll do it. You buy all the streaming services. You'll be gone in three months if you do that. And then, of course, after a couple of commercial breaks on those streaming services, you clearly have to upgrade because you can't <laughs> stand the commercials. So your kid has a PS3 from... and he's buy or PS5, whatever it is now. Jeez, that yeah. was dated. And he's buying all the in-game purchases. It yeah, you get quick. Fortnite, and you know your wealth is soon squandered on Robux. Uh, so, oh, you tries to make you move your seat because the SEC and you're paying so much more a year. It's just, it's, it's not. You know, obviously, sound financial advice is, and like having some awareness and staying up to date with your own stuff and having some personal responsibility can keep a lot of those things from happening. But at the same time, not always. I mean, we we were just talking about Baker Mayfield. Like he had a lot of money, like kind of taken out from under his nose by someone that was supposed to be watching out for it. It's, there's just a bunch of ways that it can happen, and it's just it's way more common than it needs to be. Way more common than it needs to be mm-hmm. for sure. Creek Sooner says uh, saying AP instead of AD is the biggest pet peeve for every OU fan. It's right up there with the Big 12 calling horns down a penalty. <laughs> well, what, what, are the, um, what are the biggest pet peeves by an OU fan? Someone saying AP instead of AD, that's there. Constant showing of Boise State, OU Boise State highlights. Yeah, Denton, maybe. Denton traffic on OU Texas weekend. Denton traffic. I don't know. I'm trying to think of what. Like there's mostly it's stuff that's like mistakes. Like, like that's one that is a mistake that happens over and over and over continuously, no matter how many times you correct people. I mean, that's a pet peeve. And I think just the university of uh, Missouri in general right now is a oh pet peeve. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Meth zoo, mid zoo, whatever you want to call them. 405, someone saying boomer to someone and they respond with boomer back. Yeah. That's a pet peeve. I don't. I honestly sometimes don't know how to respond. What do you say? Do you say sooner back? Allegedly, that's what you're supposed to say. Yes, sooner back. I'm sure, you just stare at him and just walk right past him. It's kind of a weird thing. <laughs> Boomer, <laughs> like two right. two men walking past each other saying that. You're cut, you're yeah. on the spot all of a sudden, and I don't know. It just gets thrown on you out of nowhere. You really don't know how to respond. I'll write it. I'll write sooner on a piece of paper for you, so the next time that happens, you can gather up and. Oh yeah, here's what I'm supposed to say. I'm going to tattooed on the back of my hand. Yeah, so, yeah, there you go. Just look down at my hand sooner. Okay, got it. Danny Boomer says Notre Dame claiming play like a champion today. Yeah, That's a big pet peeve. Yeah, that it, Lou Holtz. OSU winning the last bedlam, says a texture in the 719. Uh, Did that happen? I don't think so. I don't remember that. Oh, we got to win Saturday. 918, Texas being referred to as a blue blood. 
405 paddle yeah. people at OSU. Uh, <laughs> Big 12 officials from the 918. Yeah. 405 Rennie says, I am annoyed by the random out of place. Boomer. Rennie, I'm next not, time I see you at a basketball game, I want to do that. Just know. I'm not annoyed by it. Um, I don't know. I'm not annoyed by it. Sometimes it's very welcome. It's like, hey, you catch a you catch a boomer out in the wild from somewhere where you're not expecting it, like you're in a airport somewhere or something. It can be good. What if the boomer sounds like it's uh, happened after about ten beers? Hey, boomer. Yeah, you know, whenever someone says boomer, and you say sooner back, you've opened yourself up to a conversation, <laughs> whether you want to have it or not. What do you think about that defense this year, huh? I think they're going to do. Dave from Norman says, I've been startled before with the boomer coming my way, and I was just surprised and just said boomer back. So I've, I've been there before. This is going to be a popular one, and uh, the text line's going right now for sure, but it might get it going even more. This one says people suck. People saying Texas sucks when we aren't playing Texas. I think that you could say throwing the horns down at a game like when the Jumbotron shows you and you throw the horns down when you're not playing Texas. And the theory being, like, we're, we're fixated on Texas no matter what's happening. Right. And it, by doing so, it makes them look like they're the more important program. Correct, yeah. It makes it seem like we're a little obsessed around here. And I, I, I did see that at the OU-Kansas game on Saturday. And probably, yeah. I think, more than once, too, on the Jumbotron. It's like, that's... Uh, if you're startled by someone saying boomer to you and you don't know what to do, I guess I can't fault everyone because if you're shown on the Jumbotron, it's like, oh, God, don't look stupid. What am I supposed to do? I guess I'll throw the horns down real quick. Yeah. Yeah, because there's a lack of a – like, we don't have – I mean, we've got the the one, but we don't have, like, the other, like, go-to hand sign that other schools have, so – it's kind of our go-to. So whenever you're in that moment, you're taking a picture, like whatever it is, you got to do something. Like, what do I do with my hands? You know, you throw the horns down. Uh, I'll tell you what used to be a pet peeve of mine, and thank God I got rid of this evil in my life. We're closer than you guys think, and we're probably a little <laughs> bit closer than uh, fan base, you know, national perception, all that thinks. So. Ah, used to happen all the time. Yeah. Glad I don't have that in my life anymore. Well, my pet peeve right now is being picked to win six and a half games uh, <laughs> in the SEC, being a ten and a half point underdog to Texas right now, uh, getting no credit whatsoever nationally for what the football program is. Like that's a pet peeve, but I I'm not necessarily mad at those people. And uh, Doug and Norman text from time to time. That could be a pet peeve. No, I actually love Doug from Norman text messages. If- I, that, I've always said this. Listen, I'm, I 100% want the opposite view always. All we're doing here is trying to find the truth, and we need both perspectives on everything. But if I, if I loudly disagree with it, I loudly disagree with it. Creek Sooner says, I take it back. Mule shoe might be my biggest pet peeve. I like that. <laughs> um, th- this is an interesting one because I see a lot of this. 580 fans wearing a pro jersey of former OU players at an OU game. 
So a Baker Mayfield Bucks huh. jersey, a CeeDee Lamb Cowboys jersey. I've Ooh. seen that a lot, and I gotta say, like I that doesn't bother me all that much. Maybe it should, but it's a loose kind of sign that you are indeed rooting for OU that day. You are kind of messing up the color scheme there. I could I could see that. Huh. Why not just wear a jersey of that player while they were at OU? I, yeah, I, this is not one that I, I thought like a lot it. about. I like it. And I'll tell you why. It's it's okay in crowd shots to remind everyone in the viewing audience that maybe doesn't know everything about Oklahoma that there's a great representation of professional football players from the University of Oklahoma, and it's nice to give those people a reminder. Butch and Owasso says the very existence of Chase Daniel is very annoying to me. <laughs> <laughs> Camo suitors, uh, people saying sit down at a football game. Okay, now Dave, we're getting somewhere. Dave from Norman says grown men wearing jerseys of college kids is kind of weird. Yeah. You know, that is a cultural thing. We talked about it. Midwest, yep. huge jersey wearers. NFL fans, huge NFL fans. jersey wearers. I would say, like, on a given day in an NFL stadium – Probably a third of the people or more have jerseys on, I, right? I, yeah, I, I'd even, like, the, the better the team, like, feels like the better the team, the more the, more jerseys are there. I might even well, go I higher don't know. for some. Sometimes the worse the team, the more jerseys are there because uh, they all say their own things on the back about how <laughs> horrible they are. The, the Browns jersey with all the starting quarterbacks <laughs> over the years. Yeah, <laughs> yes. that's a good one. 918 says, being called Rocky everywhere I go. Nah. <laughs> That, that can't be a pet peeve. Come on, man. If you get mistaken for uh, a two-time All-American, there ain't nothing wrong with that, which I had another one the other day when I was at Newcastle Casino, a legitimate one. Really? What did he say? Yeah. Um, Just assume it's a he for some reason. I think it was. women are it too was. smart to call you Rocky. He, I can't remember exactly what he said, but I had to fill him out for a second to make sure he wasn't uh, one of our listeners, and he wasn't, So, it, but it was funny. There's so many. Man, this is a fan base with a lot of pet peeves, and we're going to have to hit the rest of these before we get out of here at 6. Let me, let me hit a few, though, before we hit a break. Danny Boomer says, surprise, no one has mentioned kicking for chicken. <laughs> 405 fans wearing OU football shirts to basketball, softball, and all other sports at OU. Buy a shirt that supports that team. Yeah. Well, I mean, come on. Don't you think that if if you're wearing a a CD Lamb Dallas jersey that you've also bought plenty of OU gear as well? Yeah, I would just say just find something that's just, just generic. Uh, OU that you can wear in any game or wear the lamb OU jersey <laughs> at the basketball game sure yeah do it you know what do whatever you want right who really cares at the end Brad from Shawnee says what bothers me is fans complaining about other fans wearing jerseys of former players <laughs> <laughs> that's perfect uh, we've come full circle um uh, I, I'm surprised we didn't get a pet peeve where the PA announcer screaming, having a boomer snap count. Boomer! <laughs> False start, only offense. Yeah. That didn't happen this year, man. Make, make it strides. It. Make it strides. I know it. Jim in Arlington says, national media praising the greatness of Texas every day 
while quickly ignoring the 14 Big 12 championships OU has collected. Three exclamation marks there from hey, Arlington. I am telling you, I'm telling you, it is paid for propaganda. It has to be. It has to be. Now, I get it. All of a sudden, one year, it actually came to fruition to some degree. Like, they did make the college football playoff. All right? But it's been the same buildup for the last decade. Every single year. Nonstop. It's the same thing. It has to be paid for propaganda. I, I, I wouldn't put it past those guys. There, there, it is a weird... Um... It's weird just how much the national media wants Texas to be really good. I know. And we briefly talked about this yesterday. Like, why is that the case? Like, why, why does everyone nationally want Texas to be good so bad? Seemingly more than any other team in the country. I, I don't understand it. it. I'm telling you, it has to be paid for propaganda. It's the only way that you could get unanimously so many people across the country to say the same thing year after year after year. Be wrong over and over and over and over again and say the same exact thing the next year, it has to be paid for propaganda. Three, I, I refuse to believe anything else. Three more, 580, my pet peeve is jet sweeps. Amen to, mm. to that one. Uh, Sooner Jet says, my pet peeve is being out of beer. <laughs> and Kurt says, pet peeve, fans wearing Kansas City Chiefs blank to OU basketball games. Uh. My pet peeve is probably what's coming in the text line right now. Boy, you can tell it's the off season. No, no, we just no. Well, oh yeah, no? there, there, there it is, right there. Yeah, got it last week. <laughs> there it is. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Final hour rolls on here from Dorsey Jones Buick GMC, where we've got a huge inventory here. The lot is full. We got new. We got pre-owned. We got great financing options available. Come and check us out. The home of Sooner fans. Home for Sooner recruiting coverage. Home of your Sooner game day voices. Home of the best pre- and post-game coverage. Join the movement. Download the free KRF app now to listen anywhere, anytime. We are where diehard Sooner fans listen. Life is yours to spend. Spend it making more money. Spend it making more memories. Spend it learning a new skill. Spend it teaching an old trick. Spend it org. Because today's cancer research is tomorrow's victory. Don't give up. Don't ever give up. Final hour on a Thursday. It is the Rush on the Ref. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. We asked for your biggest pet peeves as OU fans. And have you ever delivered on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line? Let me read a few more here and uh, we'll move on. But there's some really good ones here. Gunner from Grove says, Annoying is when a fan catches the extra point and doesn't understand they are required to throw the ball up the stands and out of the stadium. Yeah. I will say that that's not a problem much anymore i think everyone kind of knows the drill in the north end zone by now right that's uh, when did that do you know when that start i think we talked about this before but it's you know been going when that on started it's been going on for a while um yeah. i don't know the exact year but um yeah I, I don't i don't know it's 20 years maybe or so 
Yeah. Well, um, that's turned into actually a pretty cool thing. Uh, I like it. Yeah, 405. My pet peeve is when you guys get bumped off for baseball, by golly. <laughs> Uh-oh. I got bad news for you. Bad news. <laughs> it's going to happen at 3.30 tomorrow. Because we've got OU baseball, 3.30 pregame, 4 p.m. first pitch against Wright State tomorrow afternoon. Uh, OU softball against Mississippi State will join in progress. That one's scheduled to start at 7.30. And then we'll have the second game of the doubleheader for OU softball against Wisconsin tomorrow night. Saturday, we've got both games against Wright State, 1 p.m. and 4 p.m. And then on Sunday, we got the 11 a.m. game, OU softball versus Seattle. And the one thirty first pitch for uh, OU and Wright State. So, a lot of OU and uh, baseball and softball on the uh, ref this uh, weekend. Which reminds me, I've got a pet peeve. Uh, my pet peeve is that we continue to schedule Dallas Baptist as a baseball opponent. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever runs on the uh, on the premise of AD instead of AP and no more Dallas Baptist games for OU baseball, that's who Teddy will vote for. I, you know what, I just think it's. It's no indication of how good of a uh, baseball team we have, uh, whether or not we beat Dallas Baptist, which we won't. We'll lose to them, but we still may go win the whole thing. Guy from Parts Unknown. just can't Dallas Baptist. Guy says, pet peeve when your favorite radio guys talk about a new show on Netflix. You sit down to watch it with your wife, and now you have a subscription to Apple TV. (laughs) (laughs) Well... You might as well just go ahead and buy them all, you know, because it's going to get there eventually. Yeah. Apple TV, congratulations. Sign up. You're there. Now you've got Apple and Amazon and Paramount and Hulu Paramount and ESPN+. Plus. Plus yeah. Paramount Plus is the one. It's like, okay, we got an issue here. Can we, have a, can we have a family meeting if we really have Paramount Plus at this point? We watch it on Well, there. I think Paramount Plus is what everyone got because um, – Oh, gosh, what's it called? The Montana. Well, I think there was also 18, was it 1880? Was that 1883 on that show? Like, yeah, same here, dude. That's why we had Paramount Plus, but everyone forgot to cancel it, I think, including That's how they reel you in, man. You just check that box, automatically uh, renew every month. No big deal. Uh, My biggest pet peeve is one of 11 from three-point range in the second half which is what I'm hoping does not happen on Saturday. Mm-mm. I'm already nervous about that game, dude. I've been nervous about that yeah. game for a while now. Talk about a must win. Well, what do you think? Like, what's – how do you – I know you're nervous about it. What do they got to do better? Hit shots. <laughs> yeah. I, you know what? I hate saying that, but – It's true. It's the things. Like, you got to hit open looks. I, I don't know what else to say about it. I mean, defensively, they've been solid. They've It feels like they've – taking better care of the basketball you know it's not immaculate but they've done better it's just they're not shooting well I I guess like what I'm expecting this game is I think what most people expect is well one Oklahoma State's starting to play some better basketball here they won like three out of their last five I think yeah they beat Cincinnati last night BYU on Saturday played OU close lost at Houston they beat Kansas State at home so Whatever OSU's best basketball of the year is, I guess they're playing it now. I still expect to see their best game of the season on Saturday. Yeah. I mean, that's just kind of where I have I have a hard time with this one. Yeah. And, you know, I still – I think um, I think Jalen Moore's – I think he's the best player on the team. I'm not going to argue that. 
at all. I mean, he's he's your leading rebounder. He's he's your third leading scorer. Uh, he shoots 43% from three. Now, he's not shooting a ton of volume there, but he's hit some nice shots. Uh, he's one of your better foul shooters and, you know, high 70%. He shoots – he's like one of the very few guys on the entire squad that's above 50% field goal percent. Doesn't turn the ball over a whole bunch. He'll block some shot, shots, play some defense. I mean, he's – to me, he's the most athletic guy, and – He's he's the most consistent game after game player yeah. that they've had. I, I think that's really tough to argue at this point because if if not him, then who is? Right, I, and no one really stands out at this point. Two one four says we need to shoot the leather off the ball on Saturday. Very oh my well gosh. said. Uh, another texture that listens to the show. I love it, and I think we've shot all the leather off of all the balls, and there's nothing to grip onto anymore, or something because. It's it seems to be getting worse game by game. Now I don't know that that's that's necessarily the case, but I mean, it's they were red hot early to start the year, and you know we even talked about is it fool's gold? You know that they've they've shot so well, and it's like well no, I mean they've been pretty consistent with it, and it's just it almost feels like it gets worse game by game. And you've said it multiple times, it's. It's a confidence issue for the most part. I mean, we know they can do it. I was looking at this game on the uh, Score Center app, which, by the way, 67.8% chance to win is mm. uh, what the matchup predictor is saying for OU. But it says tickets as low as $19 for Saturday, and that surprised me initially. I was like, huh? I thought tickets would be a little bit more expensive than that. Well, those are for the uh, the nosebleeds, the 300 section at GIA. I've sat up there a couple of times it's for Bedlam basketball games. It's way up there, man. Now, yeah. the angle is interesting because it kind of feels like you're right above the floor, but it's it's pretty high up there. If you want to sit in 200 or better section based off this third-party site, you're looking at about 175 bucks a piece. Yeah. So, they're they'll, they'll pack that thing in. No no surprise there. Yeah, if you feel like whenever you're Walking down from your – if you slip, you're going to fall all the way down to the court. Mm-hmm. But it's still – it's a it's a cool atmosphere. It's a cool yeah. place. Gosh. Well, I mean, <laughs> a show on Monday is going to be rough if they go up there and don't play well and lose. The conversations that will be had will not be enjoyable. Yeah. Well, uh, it, I know it, it feels like, well, you know, look where they're at. You know, they're not very good, but it's just – it's not that easy, and you're right. They've played better, and they've been they've been much better at home. Is the, like the real thing, you know. They've they've won their last what three or four games at home, done a pretty good job. I thought you were talking about OU there for a second. I'm like, huh? no, let me no, think no. about that real quick. If they're better at home, I think maybe. I, I don't know. Yeah, it does. It just it feels like OU is. Um, Maybe OSU's playing their best basketball of the year. I, I definitely can't say that about OU. I might have to say the opposite at this point after yeah. the past, you know, four or five games or so. Maybe a week it, off will help. Maybe it's their, their best performance yeah. is coming well, up on we, Saturday. Well, it, it will definitely help because we were banged up against Kansas. And I don't know, Suarez going to be back? I I think that's still up in the air if, if that's going to be the case Hugely. or not. I think the same thing. Well, your boy we Jalen Moore is going to need a career night. What you need? Yeah, 
Yep. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. A couple of segments left. Here from Dorsey Jones, Buick GMC. The home of Sooner fans. Home for Sooner recruiting coverage. Home of your Sooner game day voices. Home of the best pre- and post-game coverage. Join the movement. Download the free KRF app now to listen anywhere, anytime. We are where diehard Sooner fans listen. I'm Noble McIntyre, and I grew up in Burns Flat, Oklahoma, formerly the Clinton Sherman Air Force Base. I know firsthand how military operations can pollute the surrounding communities. Camp Lejeune is one such community. If you lived at Camp Lejeune... It is the rush on the ref. Keep the text coming on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, 405-651-3439. We will have the huddle and Sooner sports talk from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. tonight. So some bonus OU coverage from 6 to 8 p.m. after we're off the air at All 6 right. p.m. coming up in 20 minutes. Yeah, not bad. I think Jenny uh, Bronchek, who it's her birthday today, will be at Rudy's. Uh, Porter Moser, and I believe Skip Johnson's going to be out there as well. What is um, OU women hoops? Where are they? Are they still sitting atop the Big Twelve? By a full game, yes. Yeah, and they're still not ranked very high. Hmm. It's all right. That's all right. We're top twenty-five, just fine. top twenty-five, but yeah, they're they're uh, they're coming on strong. I have five answers here. You tell me which one is the correct answer. Okay. The question is, what's the greatest quarterback tight end duo in OU history? All right. The options are Jamel Holloway and Keith Jackson. Right. Josh Heupel and Trent Smith. Sam Bradford and Jermaine Gresham. Baker Mayfield and Mark Andrews or other. Who's the greatest QB tight end duo? I have to say, I regret to inform everyone that it is Baker Mayfield and Mark Andrews. Mm, going with the low-hanging fruit there, the easy response. The guy well, that won the Mackey Award, the only one in OU history. Well, yeah, you had a Heisman Trophy and a Mackey Award, and I think – the single best season by an OU tight end, right? Yep. And, and I think Mark Jermaine Andrews. Gresham was at number two. I want to say Trent Smith was at three in that 01 season. Yeah. So, I mean, it's kind of hard to argue with that. Now, I get it. It's the position Mark Andrews played is totally different than the position that Steven Alexander played, the position that um, uh, Keith Jackson Keith Jackson played. Like it, the position has morphed over the years. I mean, it's more of a receiver now than it is what we traditionally know as a tight end. So I get that, and it's not an apples to apples comparison. And you know we we are judging how good the tight end is based off of how many catches and yards and touchdown they have. But, you know, traditionally and still today, that's only half of the battle of what a tight end does. 
tight ends have to be blockers. They have to be important parts of the offense, even whenever you're not getting the football. So it's it's a very difficult comparison to make. I do think you could argue Sam Bradford and Jermaine Gresham. Jermaine Gresham did not have the Mackey Award. Sam Bradford did have the Heisman like Baker did. Right. Mark Andrews in that season, he had eight more, just eight more yards than Jermaine Gresham. The difference oh. between the two, uh, Jermaine Gresham, Gresham had more touchdowns. Yeah, six more. 14 touchdowns for Jermaine Gresham to eight for Mark Andrews. Like okay. We remember that 2017 season of, well, by God, man, they get inside the 20. Hale Six is going to – he's going to 81 in the end zone. He did that a lot, and he did, but okay. not as much as Sam did to Jermaine Gresham. That's interesting. I am – I'm not – I'm not set in stone on my Baker Mayfield. Go with the two Oklahoma and, guys. Come on, two Oklahoma okay, guys. Okay, let me ask you this: who who's the better quarterback, Sam Bradford or Baker Mayfield? Uh, I consider Bake the greatest quarterback in OU history. So there is my answer. Baker Mayfield, you say? Uh huh. Because that's a big piece of it. So, I individually. Forget the other part of it. Who's the better tight end, Mark Andrews or Jermaine Gresham? <sighs> Boy, I guess I'm going with the other side when you're putting it that way, one-on-one. Um, I mean, Jermaine was pretty good in the NFL, too. <sighs> <sighs> Just to make it way more difficult, I'm going to say Jermaine Gresham and the 14 touchdowns here. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Is Just Baker, to make it way more difficult on what you're going to say next here. The gap between the two, which one's larger? Is that where you're going next? Well, okay, no. I was going to, but no. All right. What team was better? 2017 University of Oklahoma Sooners or 2008 God, University of Oklahoma Sooners? What would the final score of that game be? that make the 2016 OU Tech game. Um, I think the 08 team was better. I think the 08 team was... Better, if not slightly better, than the 2017. I think the 08 defense was was much better than the 2017 defense. That's why I'll go with that. Okay. All right. So. So is that my? Am I officially I saying Bradford and Gresham? Let's do it. I don't know. I. You know what? What? What would trump all of this is if Keith Jackson got to play in this era of football. Then the debate would be over, and it would be Keith Jackson, and it doesn't matter which quarterback okay. he's playing with. I know how to settle it here. Who, what was Sam and Gresham's record against Texas and what was Baker and Mark's record against Texas? That settles it. Okay, so Bake was 2-1 and one, and Sam won in 07, lost in 08, and kind of lost in 09. So you, you've really put this in a way that you want me to pick – Bradford and uh, uh, no, I Baker don't. and uh, Andrews. I don't. I, I'm honestly just trying to, to figure well, out a way to the break the You did the better team, and I told you who the better team was. I think 08 would beat 2017. be a hell of yeah. a game, though. Okay. I don't know what the right answer is. I think the fact that we have uh, two Heisman Trophy-winning quarterbacks that had two amazing tight ends that put in – seasons like they had is great and you know some of the other uh 
you know, runners-up national champion, freshman quarterback, only freshman to do it, and Keith Jackson. And what? You had Heupel and Trent Smith? Yep. I mean, those are all pretty good, really good. combinations to choose from. Uh, you got two Heisman Trophy winners and two national champion winners and, you know, a bunch of different styles and, and athletes at, at tied in. Pretty awesome. 405 says Jamil Holloway and Keith Jackson. Uh, Lane in California says Blake Bell and Trent Rattery. Um, 405 says... Can you say Blake Bell and Blake Bell? Yeah, there's your answer right there. <laughs> Three Super Bowl rings amongst himself. Uh, Gresham scored both touchdowns in the 2008 Natty. Sean, yeah. you, I don't know if you remember this or not, but there was an um, intro video after you left. And yeah. after you left, they started with the, there's only one Adrian Peterson. And then Adrian Peterson would say, there's only one Billy Sims. There was an intro video that said, there's only one Bubba Moses. And no one has forgotten about it. So Sean says, there's only one Bubba Moses. That's true. There is only one. 918, recall that Gresham missed the entire 09 season with injury. Yep, that was Correct. revealed. I think like the Monday of that BYU game, that, that stunk. Yeah. Uh, 806 in Texas. 17 was a tick better on offense. 08 was miles better on defense, even with the struggle post-Ryan Reynolds' injury. True. I mean, I'm not going to fight you too hard on 17 was a tick better. And Rodney Anderson was really, really good towards the end of the year. I do think people – I don't think they take into account enough the run game that that 08 team had. I think they had 2,000-yard rushers with DeMarco and Chris Brown. Yes, they did. Really good. Yes, they mm-hmm. did. Um, I, it's just so hard. I, I think the – when you compare, when you compare, 08 Oklahoma to 08 college football, and then compare seventeen Oklahoma to seventeen college football, you'd probably be shocked at like what 08 Oklahoma was statistically. Oh yeah. In regards to the rest of college, football. yeah, I, I get what you're saying there. Like, e- e- correct. Right. I know things have have kind of changed a little bit. Um, you know, with how things are, how offense is. I mean, you, the game is legislated much differently today than it was in 2008. So, are you trying to find the stats from that year? 2008, because uh, I think I'm on team offense here. Yeah, I am. OU was number one in 08, 51.1 points per game. The next closest was Tulsa at number two at 47.2. So OU had almost a four points per game difference than the next closest team in college football that season. Now, yardage, it's interesting. The 2017 team actually had more yardage. So I would say that – let me think about this. Because I was about to initially say, I bet the 08 team faced better defenses. Or mm-hmm. defense was more of a thing. I, th- that, that would probably hold up. Um, maybe. I know they, they played the number one defense in the country in the uh, University of Southern California Trojans in the national cha- No, they played uh, Florida, didn't they? Yeah, sure, they sure did. 
Florida was number five defense. I bet Texas but, defense ranked pretty high that year, too. I'm trying to think of anyone else that they played in 08 that would have been ranked high. Mostly those two. Oh, he was the number one offense. Tulsa at two, Tech at three, Florida at four, Texas at five. Th- th- this was the Big 12 in 2008. You had the number yeah. one offense, the number three offense, the number five offense, the number six offense, and the number nine offense. Hmm. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I, it's, it's, it's an impossible debate, really. I don't know who the who the best it's is. It's not All impossible. Right. If Keith Jackson played in this era, he'd be number one. That's the end of the debate. Well, there you go. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We'll wrap things up here from Dorsey Jones, Buick GMC next. The home of Sooner fans. Home for Sooner recruiting coverage. Home of your Sooner game day voices. Home of the best pre- and post-game coverage. Join the movement. Download the free KRF app now to listen anywhere, anytime. We are where diehard Sooner fans listen. Looking for a trusted, locally owned and operated roofing company in Oklahoma? Black Thunder Roofing is a top-rated... Final segment of the day, wrapping it up on this Thursday. Riverwood Casino and Hotel bringing you the final hour of the rush. And here's Sooner Jets, always there for the final segment. Amidst solar flares, pet peeves, and too many dadgum streaming subscriptions, <laughs> it's still ice cold Pacifico time. Pop a top, boys. Booma. Yeah. Awesome. Shot Put Kev says, in the two or three opportunities per game he got against the best defenses of his era, Miami, Nebraska, Penn State, Keith Jackson was unstoppable to them all. And it's that is true. Impossible to argue with that. He's, I, you know, whenever you look at him with his contemporaries, he was like the biggest, fastest, strongest guy on the field, you know, and that's, that's saying something. You know, and it's interesting, that era, a lot of the players – like, that's kind of the era where the players were the biggest, you know, kind of the biggest, the bulkiest. And, you know, the first couple of times I saw him, like on film, I thought that he wasn't that big. But the real reality of it is he was big, but a lot of the other players yep. in that era were, were gigantic too. Played in the NFL for a long time. Uh, yeah. Won a, won a Super Pro Bowl Bowler. with the Packers in 96, yep. I think. Uh, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna get a prediction out of you before we get out of here in 60 seconds time. Mm-hmm. Who will be the starting linebacker alongside uh, Dan Stutzman this upcoming season? Hmm. Yeah. You want me to predict that right now? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh huh. And I'll hold you to it all off season, but go ahead. <sighs> I haven't really thought about it. I, okay, it will either be. Kip Lewis or Jaron Cannon. Competition or, just between or, those two. Or Kobe McKenzie. Who do you give the edge to? I'd say Kip Lewis. <sighs> I I it's crazy, but I honestly I have no idea. I really don't. I mean if it's Kip Lewis it requires Stutzman to play a different position. And I just I don't know if that's something he wants or they want. I just I don't know. I wish I had a better answer for you. All right, that's it for us. You guys killed it on the text line. As always, you drive the show. We're just along for the ride. Let's go have an ice cold Pacifico. Yeah.